Good morning, Spirit Church. Can we all get up this morning and worship the Lord? I was buried beneath my sin. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb. Till I made I was breathing But not alive All my failures I tried To hide It was my dream Till I made Oh, 
shout of praise this morning. Jesus, you change everything. 
Aren't you grateful that Jesus changes everything? Amen. Okay, at this time, we'd like to welcome our prayer team down to the front. If you have a need that you need prayer for, our prayer team would love to meet you down at the altar to pray with you.
so much for another opportunity to just come into your presence and glorify you God to praise you because Lord you are truly the King of Kings the Lord of Lords there's no one worthy of praise God except for you Lord I pray that today our praise can come and the expectation of you moving in this place in this community like never before God that the expectation set is that you are going to speak to our hearts today Begin to stir the hearts of many. Let us be open to receive what it is you have for us, to hear the words that you've placed on Pastor Brad's heart so that we can respond in a way that is glorifying to you, Jesus. God, we love you so much, and we are so excited to see what you do through this message today. As we continue going forward, one of the ways we focus our hearts on the, on the Lord is by saying the Lord's Prayer together. Would you join with me in saying the Lord's Prayer this morning? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. If you believe that, let's give God a shout of praise in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is worthy of it all.
Man, I'm really excited because Pastor Brad is bringing an amazing message. Listen closely because it is going to pull on every heartstring that you have in your body, okay? It is great. But before we get there, go ahead, turn to your neighbor, give them a fist bump, ask them what they're grilling up for this Memorial Day, and then grab a seat. We're going to have an announcement video here in a second. everybody, welcome to Spirit Church. My name is Gabby and we're so glad that you've joined us for worship today. Whether you're here in person or joining us online, we consider you part of our family and we would love to connect. If you're here in person, you can use this QR code on the screen next to me to fill out your connect card or your new guest card. And if you're joining us online, you can fill it out by going to spirit.church connect or spirit.church guest. This is a great way for you to stay connected and for us to serve your family better. If you're new to Spirit Church, welcome. Pastor Jason and Robin would love to meet you in the Welcome Center right after this worship experience. They just want to meet your family, give you a gift, and say thanks for being our guest today. Also, if you're a guest, please don't feel any pressure to give. Instead, let this service be our gift to you. But if you're here and you want to give, here are three ways you can. You can use a giving envelope and drop it in either kiosk in the Commons area. You can give online on our website by going to spirit.church give. Or as always, you can give on your Spirit Church app. Spirit Church, thanks for all you do to help us share love, joy, and peace. Now I've got a couple announcements for you. Spirit Kids Super Camp VBS is almost here. All first through fifth graders are invited to join us June 5th through 7th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Each night will be full of fun games, snacks, and learning more about Jesus. If you would like to register your child to attend, it's completely free, so please do so on our website at spirit.church slash signup. And lastly, our next Growth Track class is next Sunday, June 4th at 11 a.m. If you're interested in becoming a member, learning more about what we believe, or serving on a spirit team, this is the class for you. You can sign up to attend on our website at spirit.church slash signup. Spirit Church, you're the best, and thanks for listening. Now let's welcome our lead pastor, Jason Fullerton. Good morning. So honored to have you with us today. Thanks for being here. What an amazing crowd. We want to take just a second before we go any further in the service and acknowledge that tomorrow is Memorial Day. And here in the United States is a very significant and very meaningful holiday. I know many of you in this room served in our armed forces or had someone in your family that served in our armed forces. And several of you have had someone who gave their life in defense of our nation. And that's really what we remember tomorrow is those who sacrifice their lives that we might be free. I thought it would be appropriate if we took just a moment. We're going to bow our heads for a moment of reflection and then we're going to pray for our nation. So would you join me please for a moment of silence in memory of those who gave their lives for our freedom. And then when I begin to pray, would you join me in prayer? Jesus, thank you that we live in the United States of America. Thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy, even the freedom to gather and worship you this morning. That freedom came at a cost and at a price, and it was lives and blood that was sacrificed. It reminds us so much of the sacrifice of Jesus for our ultimate salvation and freedom. Lord, we often pray, God bless America, and we thank you that you have. But this morning we pray, would America bless God? We repent of our sin. Amen. 
of our wickedness, of the evil that we have allowed to permeate our nation. Lord, forgive us. We're far from you. And help us. Help us to turn back to you. you. Your word says that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Lord, heal our land. We pray for our president, our vice president, our congressmen and women, our senators, our governors, our state officials, our municipal leaders. We need the wisdom of heaven. We need guidance and direction. Lord, not just so that our nation can be great, but that your name can be lifted up. One of the ways I think that our nation, God, is a light to the world is that we share the gospel with the world. I pray that we would do that more effectively and efficiently than ever before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen very special day. Thank you for taking a moment to pause and to pray. And tomorrow as you're enjoying your Memorial Day, would you remember those who sacrificed? Would you remember the sacrifice of Jesus? And would you help us? Let's pray for our nation. Our nation needs prayer. Amen. We do have that strong prayer emphasis coming up starting a week from today on June the 4th. We'll be passing out the Pray for America prayer guides. We're encouraging everyone to join us praying for our nation. And every Wednesday morning, uh, in the month of June at 7 a.m., we're gathering right here in the worship center for prayer together. If you can join us, we'd love to have you. Today's also a special day because today is Pentecost Sunday. And after Jesus died and went to the Father, he said it was better that he left because then the Holy Spirit could come and the Holy Spirit would guide us into truth. And we've been talking about the Holy Spirit this month. We're going to continue to talk about him next month. Uh, we've talked about how he is a person, not an it or a force. He is real and he's moving and he's alive and we're thankful for his activity and for his work. I last week had that resource available for you and I want to let you know that it still is available out at the information booth. There is the magazine that our National Assemblies of God office has produced for us. And if you have questions about the Holy Spirit, if you'd like to know how to talk to your teenager or your child about the Holy Spirit, if you're more curious about the Holy Spirit's activity or work, I would encourage you. They're free and they're available for you. Would you grab one of those today? We want you to have that. We want to make it available to you. Yesterday was an amazing day, and I want to say thank you for everyone that helped serve at our Hope for Tomorrow outreach. You've probably seen the pictures and the posts on social media, but here's a few of them on the screen for you. We had an army of volunteers starting as early as last Monday morning when the truck from Springfield, from Convoy of Hope, arrived. We unloaded the truck, and we had groceries galore. In fact, every vehicle that came through was given nine bags of groceries. In addition, they were given personal care items. Come on. They were given personal care items that you provided, toothbrushes and toothpaste and deodorants and, and washcloths and shampoos, and you donated those things. Our team of volunteers packed those up. And as they came through the line, they got those nine bags. Then they were given personal care items. They were also given uh, a new Bible, an action Bible for families. It was really neat that the kids liked. It tells the biblical story, but it has like a comic book form. It's very well read and, and responded to. And then at the end, there was a hot lunch that was provided. They were grilling hot dogs on the Blackstone and, and people were served. I want to tell you that 396 families were served yesterday because of your service, because of your giving. 
but also because of our partnership with Convoy of Hope. And I'm going to have Pastor Brad come in just a moment. But one of the people that came through the line yesterday had written a thank you note before they got here. And as they pulled up, they handed Robin this note. I wanted to read it to you. It says, Spirit Church volunteers, my everlasting gratitude for your free food giveaway. Thank you for taking the time to serve God in a beautiful way. May the Lord always return to you the kind and thoughtful things you do. People like you are wonderful reflections of God's special love. And you know, we're trying to reach one more this year. And thank you for making that possible. Early yesterday morning as I walked through the commons and the groceries were there, I just began to pray, pray over the groceries, pray over the day, and I felt God speak to me very specifically, and he said, every one of the people and the families that come through this line today, I created them, I love them deeply, they're formed in my image, I care about them, and what an opportunity we had as a church family just to be a conduit of the love, joy, and peace of Jesus to our community. I want you to stand with me for just a second. These images are not by accident. I want you to pray over these families that we were able to impact and to touch yesterday, that we would do more than just feed them for a few days, but that the Holy Spirit would prompt them and guide them and direct them. Many of them already attend churches. Some of them don't know the Lord. We gave them Bibles and resources, and we want God to do with those resources what only He can do. Would you help me pray? Lord Jesus, thank you for the opportunity we had to share love, joy, and peace yesterday. Thank you for the 396 families that came and they were blessed. I thank you that that food and those resources and those Bibles are getting to the people that they need to be uh, with and the hands they need to be in and you're doing with it what you can do. You're multiplying and increasing and expanding the reach that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity to serve your kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want you to stay standing for just a second. We are so honored to have Pastor Brad and Angie Rosenberg with us. Their beautiful daughter Mallory is sitting right here and she came and we're so happy to have Mallory here today. Angie's sitting right here. And as you can see, Brad makes me taller. We, uh, we took this photo and that's about as low as I can go. But... We love Brad and Angie so much. Uh, Brad is the executive director, vice president, excuse me, at Convoy of Hope. It is our agency. I'm so happy that any time that there's a disaster, any time that relief needs to be there, I know with confidence that our friends at Convoy of Hope are on the ground and they are there. They're responding to disasters for us. More than that, I'm so thankful that they are feeding hungry children here in the United States every day and around the world every day. More than that, they're teaching people how to cultivate and grow their own food so that there is sustainability in their life and people can be resourceful and gather themselves. Brad, Pastor Brad and Angie are really great at encouraging other people and lifting them up. They're a great reflection of Jesus to us. In fact, I talked to Pastor Daryl Wooten the other day and I said, every time I'm around Pastor Brad, I'm encouraged, I laugh, and I smile. And he's known, he's known uh, Pastor Brad since he was about 17. And he said, uh, it's been that way since he was 17 years old. You know, if you look real hard, you think that that is a brown-headed Faith Wooten, and that's because Angie is Faith Wooten's favorite sister. Can I get away with saying that? Come on, let's give it up for our friend, Pastor Brad Rosenberg, as he comes this morning. Stay, stay here for a minute, Pastor Jason. Look at this. Come here, Pastor Jason. Stand, stand right here. No, stand, no, stand tall. Stand right beside me. Pastor Jason and I together make the number 10. Come on. All right. Come on. Thank you, buddy. 
It's so awesome to be here. Thank you. Please be seated. Yeah, Pastor Daryl is my uh, brother-in-law. We married sisters. Uh, he was my RA in college. And uh, so he, uh, I think he made some kind of contract with the board that every nine months, Pastor Jason has to have someone preach who's five foot seven. So I'm glad I got included today. So, man, it is so great to be here. And um, I, I don't know this for sure because I know it's skewed with, with Pastor D. But is everybody in this room an Oklahoma Sooner fan? Okay. All right. Then this is going to work. Okay. So I want you to pretend for a moment that the Oklahoma Sooners have won the national championship. I want you to, I want you to, in the first service, I couldn't believe the number of, of ballpark whistlers, which was amazing. Uh, but I want you to stand, clap, cheer, whistle, and let Pastor Jason and Robin know how much you love them and how grateful you are that they are your pastors. Let's do that right now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. They, they got me a different podium this time. The, the one Jason had was like this tall and only people. This is what the first service saw this morning was right here. So this is really, really nice. It is so great to be here, and Spirit Church, you guys are amazing. You've been long-term partners of Convoy of Hope, and on behalf of the 533,000 children we feed every school day in 3,000 feeding programs around the world, I want to say a huge thank you. On behalf of the 99,000 women that we have empowered with their own micro-business enterprise, I want to say a huge thank you. On behalf of the 70,000 farmers that we've trained globally, I want to say thank you. And on behalf of the 200 million people that we've ministered through through disasters and crisis, I want to say a huge thank you. There is no us without you. Now, this, this group here is way more caffeinated than the 8 o'clock service. You guys have had a few more, and I'm grateful for that. So uh, I want you to interact this morning. I'm going to ask you some questions. I want you to raise your hand. I want you to participate. If you feel you need to just yell out something, go right ahead. That doesn't bother me. Uh, but, but here we go. I'm going to get started this morning. These are not trick questions, okay? These are real questions. I want you to uh, answer them honestly. And uh, so here we go. Question number one. How many of you would like to live a relatively happy life? Let me see your hands. Okay. All right. I think we, we may have these on the screen for you if you want to uh, follow along. Good. All right. Number two. How many of you would like for your life to be an act of worship? Let me see your hands. Okay. All right. Question number three. How many of you would like to keep a reasonably solid financial portfolio? Let me see. Okay. This is the first one we've had 100% participation. That's good. Okay. And are we okay with the, with the computer screen? Or do we need to reboot or anything? Or are we good? You guys, would you clap for the, the tech team? Those guys are amazing. And question number four. How many of you would be thankful if God listened to your cries for help? 
Okay. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. She's like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, this church is founded on God's word. How many of you know God's word is absolute truth? Pastor Daryl was a man of the word. Pastor Jason is a man of the word. In fact, Pastor Jason is so smart. I wish I knew what he's forgotten. That's how smart he is. And so we're gonna, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture this morning because how many of you know God's word is all that matters? What I say doesn't matter. What God says, buddy, we better get on the stick. Amen? So we're going to read a lot of God's word this morning, and I want it to saturate your hearts, okay? So let's see what God's word has to say about question number one. How many of you would like to have a relatively happy life? Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 21 says this. If you want to be happy, what? Be kind to the poor. It is a sin to despise anyone. If you want to be happy, what? Be kind to the poor. It is a sin to despise anyone. Three years ago, when I moved to Springfield, Missouri to join the Convoy of Hope team after pastoring for 28 years, a guy in Springfield said, can I take you to lunch? I said, I'd love it. If we go to lunch, he says, I just want to tell you my story. I said, let's hear it. He said, uh, my mother was a prostitute. I never knew my father. There were gang members and drug dealers that came in and out of my house my entire childhood. He said, I never met my dad. Had all kinds of dysfunction and destruction in his home his entire life. So when he was in high school, he said, a youth pastor at a church reached out to me. He started coming to my high school and having lunch with me. He started showing up at my athletic games. And he said, that one person who took an interest in me changed the trajectory of my life. And that person is one of our vice presidents at Convoy of Hope now. When you love people, when they least expect it, you will radically change their lives. What you guys did yesterday being Jesus' hands and feet extended in this community, you may not be aware of it, but there are some people who came through yesterday that you radically changed their lives just by loving on them right where they were. My life mission is to alleviate suffering and populate heaven. Amen? How many of you use that to get up in the morning? Every day just to alleviate suffering and populate heaven. Let me give you this opening thought if you want to take some notes this morning. Here it is. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. Just practice compassion. I don't know if you guys remember, but years ago there was a movie that came out called Patch Adams. It was a true story about a guy who wanted to provide free health care for the poor and suffering in the Appalachian Mountains in West Virginia. The guy who played him was Robin Williams, but the real Patch Adams is actually still alive. He wanted to provide free health care for the poor and the suffering. And uh, uh, not too long ago in Springfield, Missouri, I heard on the radio that Patch Adams was coming to Springfield, Missouri to do a lecture for doctors and nurses. So I called the radio station. I said, I'm not a doctor or a nurse, but I would love to meet Patch Adams. Can I have a couple tickets? They said, sure. So I thought it was going to be, you weren't allowed in to hear him unless you wore a red nose. So there's Angie and I with the real Patch Adams. And, and so... Uh, Patch is just telling all kinds of stories and at the very end he opens it up for a Q&A now I thought there was going to be like a thousand people at this event this was a, a select event for 80 people and Angie and I got to be two of them 
And, and so at the end, he opens it up for a Q&A. And he, he's asked a question by a nurse who's sitting two seats from me who says something that you've probably heard in a small group or a life group, uh, kind of an icebreaker. She asks him this question. If you could have lunch with anybody living or dead, who would it be? Anybody ever had this question? Yeah, somebody says, hey, if you could have lunch or dinner with anybody living or dead, who would it be? Patch Adams, the real Patch, he doesn't even think or stop or pause. Immediately he says back to her, I've never met anybody I didn't want to have lunch with. What if we loved people like that? What if we made a decision every morning, Lord, whoever you allow me to cross paths with today, I'm just going to love on them. I'm going to let them know that you love them, that I love them, and that God has a plan for their life. What if we loved people that way? Compassion is an action word with no boundaries. Be the person that makes others feel special. Spirit Church, be known for your kindness. Be known for your grace. Be known for your compassion. Be that church in this community, just like you were yesterday. There's a scripture verse that kind of thrusts this whole idea. It's found in 1 Corinthians 14, 1, and it simply says this, let love be your highest goal. How many of you can say amen to that? Let love be your highest goal. Be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Can you commit to do that? Be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Well, just a couple months ago in March, I was in El Salvador, and one of the ladies that we helped start her micro-business enterprise, her name is, is Sarah. And uh, I got to go out and be with Sarah at her home about two hours outside of, of San Salvador up in the mountains. And 18 months ago, we gave Sarah, you ready for this? We gave her 15 hens to start her own business. So she, we just said, now when they have eggs, we want you to go to the corner of these two dirt roads in your village. You can sell the eggs to the people in your village. You'll be giving them food. They'll be giving you resources to help feed your children and your family. Do you know that in some of our feeding programs around the world, this is hard to believe, but this is true, specifically in Africa, there are some of our mothers in our programs, before they had our assistance, that had to choose which of their children they were going to feed. Can you imagine if you had four children, you're told you can only feed two of them today. Which two are you going to pick? That's reality. But we gave, we gave Sarah 15 hens and uh, went back in March to check up on her 18 months later. She sold some eggs, bought a rooster. You can only imagine what happened after that. So when we went back, she said, I want to show you my chicken coop. And I go back into her, behind her house. She now has 150 hens. She's done so well that she took some scrap wood, and at the corner where those two dirt roads meet, she built the first convenience store where she sells soap and toothbrushes and toothpaste. And God has used her to climb her way out of poverty. How many of you know when we do what we can, God himself does what we can't? Amen. All right, let's, let's talk about uh, Daisy. I went down the road from Sarah, and there was Daisy. And Daisy, uh, she worked in a factory, uh, a sewing factory in San Salvador. But after COVID, um, she was pregnant, and they wouldn't give her a day off to have her baby. So she was fired. But she was an incredible seamstress, so we bought her 
a sewing machine. Her husband, who also worked in San Salvador, lost his job because of COVID, and they stopped running the buses out in the villages where they were. So guess, so guess what Daisy did? She taught her husband how to sew. And now they have a sewing business in their community, and they're growing and thriving because we want to break the cycle of poverty. A convoy will feed your children, but God willing, we won't be feeding their children because we want to break the cycle of poverty, and we do that through agriculture and micro-business enterprise, and, and God's doing great things. So when you love people when they least expect it, you'll radically change their lives. Question number two, how many of you like your life to be an act of worship? Let me see your hands again. All right, look what Proverbs says. Proverbs 14, 31 says, if you oppress or mistreat poor people, you insult the God who made them. But what? But kindness shown to the poor is what? It's an act of worship. Meeting the needs of the poor and giving with hearts of radical generosity is absolutely an act of worship. In the Old Testament, it was called almsgiving. It was simply meeting a material need for someone less fortunate than you. And God incorporated this into the Mosaic Law when he ordered landowners to leave the corners of their fields for the poor. When you give to the poor, it is an act of worship unto God, plain and simple. Thank you for your partnership and your generosity. Question number three. How many of you would like a reasonably solid financial portfolio? There were, this was 100% participation. This was amazing. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 27 says, Giving to the poor will keep you from what? From poverty. But if you close your eyes to their needs, everyone will what? Curse you. How many of you have ever read a passage of Scripture and after you read it, you're like, oh, shoot, I wish I hadn't read that? You ever had one of those moments? Yeah, I've had a few of those in Scripture. Once Scripture makes us aware of something, we can't pretend like we didn't see it or we didn't know. Please don't close your eyes to the needs of those around you. God has strategically placed you there to meet the needs of that person. In April, I was in Poland, and we did a pastor's retreat for 72 pastors who have taken in refugees from Ukraine and, uh, and have helped all those who were fleeing. At this map, you'll see some of the red dots. That's where Convoy already had program centers before the war ever started. So when people left Ukraine to Moldova, we were already there. When they left Ukraine to Romania, we were already there. When they left Ukraine for Poland, we were already there. In fact, in Poland on the border, most people came through the border at Poland, most women with babies. And we learned early on that all the men stayed behind to fight in the war. And so as these women were coming with a baby on their chest and a toddler in their hand, we strategically went after certain products on the border between Poland and Ukraine, as we saw a mother come across with a baby on that border, Convoy of Hope, we personally handed out over 2 million diapers, just meeting needs as they're coming across, letting them know they're not alone and that they're loved. During this 14-month war so far, in over 150 points of distribution within Ukraine, we've reached about 85% of the country and have provided, just in that surrounding area, uh, right around 40 million meals. 
That's because of your kindness. That's because of your generosity. That's because of churches like Spirit Church, because there is no us without you. Thank you. Psalm chapter 82 and verse 4 says this, Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. What does rescue mean to you? What does rescue mean to you? Yeah, to save, to, to go after. For 19 years in Cincinnati, I was a chaplain at the fire department in Cincinnati, did all the DOAs with the, with the uh, fire chief. And whenever we had rescue efforts, every firefighter, police officer, we would literally lock arms, there's a child missing, walk across a field where not six inches wouldn't be missed. And literally you'd walk in a straight line, arm in arm, making sure a, a whole passage of, of territory was not, was not missed. Rescue means whatever it takes. I'm going to do whatever it takes. How many of you, uh, Angie and I, we started out our lives uh, kind of crazy. We had twins, and then we had a, a baby uh, three years later. So we had three kids, three and under, and I wouldn't recommend that for anyone. And when they were little, we would take them to the mall. How many of you have ever tried to take little kids to the mall? Yeah? So we'd be in a, in a mall, we'd be like in Dillard's in, in like 6.5 seconds, one of our three kids would be missing. Have you ever had this? They're under a whole rack of blouses or something. You guys know what I'm talking about? And when this happens, you don't go, you know what? We've got two others. We're just going to head on out. That's not how it works. You start talking to people you have never met, and you go, have you seen a little kid with red hair and a green shirt? And then someone will say, yeah, he's under the blouses over there. The point is, that's the way God feels about the children who are outside of his family, whatever it takes. Lost people matter to God, so they better matter to the church. I'm going to try that in this section. Lost people matter to God, so they better matter to the church. That's what we're all about. That's what Luke chapter 15 is all about. God cares about those who are outside of his family. It takes resources to do that. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 25 says, Be generous and you will what? Be prosperous. Help others in what? You will be helped. We are blessed to be a blessing. Every gift that you have is from God the Father. Anything good in your life is because of him. You say, well, you don't know how good I am at my job. Who gave you your brain? It's all because of him. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And we are blessed to be a blessing. Now let me throw this out. I'm going to give you this criteria and see if you answer four for four. If last night you slept in some type of bed with some type of roof over your head, there was some food in your refrigerator, and you got to this campus in some type of transportation vehicle, how many of you are four for four right now? If that is you, you are in the top 1% wealth of the world. Two-thirds of the world lives on $2.50 a day. We spend 
more time thinking about what we shouldn't eat when two-thirds of the world's wondering if they're going to get to eat. Think about that. We are blessed to be a blessing. Here's a thought. God is basically saying, if you take care of my children, I'll take care of your children. Proverbs 22.9 says, blessed are those who are generous because they feed the poor. And question number four, how many of you be grateful if God listened to your cries for help? Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 13 says, if you refuse to listen to who? The cry of the poor, your own cry for help, what? Will not be heard. Look for the needs around you. You may not know, but 16,000 children a day die of dirty water or hunger-related issues. 16,000. The problems is old as time. In the first century church, they were asking the same questions to the apostle John. In Luke chapter 3 and verse 10, it says, and the crowd asked, what should we do? And John replied, if you have two shirts, what? Give one to the poor. If you have food, what do you do? Share with those who are hungry. Proverbs 19, 17 says, Caring for the poor is lending to the Lord, and you will be well repaid. Can you fathom that concept? Lending to the Lord? It's all his. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and he owns the hills underneath the cattle. It's all his. Albert Einstein said this, The world is a dangerous place, not because of those who do evil but because of those who look on and do nothing. The church must be the first responders. In December of last year, I can't tell you the name of the country because we have to protect our team members on the ground, but it was in the Middle East in a violent area. The guy in the black jacket, he helped us facilitate a distribution of 357,000 meals to people who were in a militant area who had no food whatsoever. Because he was helping the poor and the suffering, this militant group came and arrested him and sentenced him to death. When he was taken to prison, he met a, waiting for his execution, he met with a government official who said, let me plead your case before the judge. They changed his, his penalty from execution to 20 years in prison for taking care of the poor and suffering. Convoy of Hope's team on the ground and back here at HQ prayed for 31 days. At the end of those 31 days, this man was released from prison. <clears throat> but check this out. The government official said, please just lay low or they'll come get you again. And as he's walking out of the prison bars, the guy says to him, so what are you going to do now? And he said, I'm going back to take care of the poor and suffering. Unbelievable. The commitment, the willingness to lay down everything. So let me leave you with these four thoughts. Why should we care about the poor? Number one, because God cares about the poor. Deuteronomy 15 is crystal clear. You can read along on the screens if you want with me. But if there are any poor people in your towns when you arrive in the land the Lord your God is giving you, 
Do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward them. Instead, be generous and lend them whatever they need. Do not be mean-spirited and refuse someone a loan because the year for canceling debts is close at hand. If you refuse to make a loan and the needy person cries out to the Lord, you will be considered guilty of sin. Give generously to the poor, not grudgingly, for the Lord your God will bless you in everything you do. There will always be some in the land who are poor. That is why, what does it say? I am commanding you to share freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. When we honor the poor, ladies and gentlemen, we are honoring God. This is a big deal to Jesus. Jesus announces his ministry with this verse. Are you ready for this? This is Jesus' inaugural address in starting his earthly ministry. This is what he says in Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to who? To the poor. What about Galatians chapter 2, when the Apostle Paul meets with the pillars of the early church, Peter, James, and John, and, and, and Paul says, hey guys, do you have any ministry tips? And they say, whatever you do, do not forget the poor. These first century church leaders emphasize the importance of meeting the needs of the poor. Why should we care about the poor? Not only does God care about them, number two, because God is an advocate for the poor. In Psalm 12, 5, it says, Because the poor are plundered and the needy grown, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. I learned 30 years ago when I went into ministry, here's what I've discovered. If God's fighting for them, you better believe I'm fighting for them. How many of you want to be on God's side? <laughs> Why should we care about the poor? Number three, because every person on the planet is valuable to God. You will never lock eyes with another human being that God doesn't care deeply for. Never. Where someone lives should not determine whether they live or die. Is there a single person in this room who when you got up this morning, the first thought you had was, thank you God that I wasn't born in northern Kenya. You didn't even think about it. But yet last week, our team returned from northern Kenya. Here's what the livestock looks like right now. I know, you, I know you're having a water shortage in Bartlesville right now. This drought is so bad. There are five-year-old children in this village who in their lifetime have never seen one raindrop fall from the sky. Five years. They've never felt a drop of water hit their skin. We got our team on the ground there. and In the last few weeks in this northern village, we've provided for them over 2 million meals. These little kids, when we brought out rice and beans, they found one of our convoy boxes thrown on the side, and they made it their toy. And one of our guys caught them climbing into our box. 
Where you are born should not determine whether you live or die. And we get to be part of that solution. Every person on the planet is valuable to God. And number four, why should we care about the poor? Because we were poor. And God graciously gave to us. If we really saw all the times that God met our needs and extended grace to us when we did not deserve it, we would absolutely go out of our way to help others who were suffering and struggling. I don't want to guilt you into giving this morning. I want to grace you into giving. When you truly experience God's grace in your life, it just revolutionizes everything. Some of you know that last week, Tim Keller died, one of the great theologians and preachers of our time. And Tim Keller said, if you were a hundred times worse than you actually are, it would still be no match to God's grace. No match. I want to grace you into giving. I want you to be so overwhelmed with the grace that God's extended to your life that you can't help but say, I've got to help someone who's suffering. God's been so good to me. I can't miss an opportunity to help others. When Zacchaeus repented, he gave half of his wealth. He didn't give a tithe or he didn't give a second offering. He was so overwhelmed with what God had done for him, he said, I'm going to give half of everything I own. We literally had nothing, and he literally gave us everything. Freely you have received, freely give. 1 John chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 says, Suppose someone has enough to live and sees a brother or sister in need, but does not help. Then God's love is not living in that person. My children, we should love people not only with words and talk, but by our actions and true caring. Tony Campolo said, when you meet a suffering person, you will find that Jesus is there waiting to be loved in that individual. Spirit Church, be the difference. God wants you to be his hands and feet extended. My question this morning is, what is the Holy Spirit prompting you to do for this one day to feed the world? One day to feed the world is a simple concept of just taking our annual salary and dividing it by 365 and saying, I'll give one day's wage to feed the poor and suffering. I think it's like the lowest level that we could possibly enter. But people typically give out of one or two ways. They either give out of logic, they think about what's in their checking account or their budget or what they could do, or they give out of emotion. They're overwhelmed at the thought that there are children who are five years old in northern Kenya who've never seen rain or felt a raindrop. And I don't want you to give out of logic, and I do not want you to give out of emotion. But I would like you to t take a moment and say, God, what are you asking me to do? Because I believe that God's prompting plus obedience always equals the miraculous. When God prompts you to do something, when God drops a number in your heart or in your mind, and you obey whatever that prompting is, be prepared for a miracle to happen in your life. 
one of the last times I was in Cincinnati doing our one day to feed the world offering, there was a guy in our church. He had lost his wife in a heroin overdose. And he had lost his job because he was trying so hard to keep her off drugs. He was either late to work or missed it because of that. They had three boys under the age of six. He came up to me and he said, just a few weeks earlier, I had done his wife's funeral. He came up to me and said, Pastor, I don't have a job. You know I lost my wife. Got these three little boys under the age of six, but I want to do something for the poor and suffering. He said, if you'll have somebody watch my three little boys, if the church will let me borrow some buckets, some sponges, some hoses, and some Dawn dishwashing detergent, he said, I'd like to, on the Saturday before our one day to feed the world offering on Sunday, just to wash cars in the church parking lot for donation. So I don't have a job, I don't have any other money, but if you would let me do that, I want to be part of this. I said, absolutely. My secretary watched his kids, got babysitters for him. He, I drove up and down in front of the church probably seven or eight times that day, all day long, just out there washing cars with a little donation bucket. On Sunday morning, with the loss of his wife, no job, and three little boys, he came running down this left aisle as happy and as joy-filled as I've ever seen a human being. He had a huge wad of money in his hand. He said, Pastor, all I did was make myself available on Sunday, on Saturday, so that I could give on Sunday. And he said, here's $500 to help the poor and the suffering. No job. Everybody can do something. And when we do what we can, God himself does what we can't. It's all about listening to God's prompting, obeying that nudge, and watching the miracle happen. Would you take a moment this morning with me and just, just bow your heads for a moment? Would you just in your own way just say, God, what are you asking me to do? I want to hear your voice. I want you to drop something in my heart or mind. I want to know that you are speaking to me today. Give me the wisdom to hear your voice and the courage to obey. Such a powerful message from Pastor Brad. This time we're going to prepare to give. We have to respond. We can't sit and do nothing. Our ushers are going to come down in just a second, but before they do, I want to let you know that we also have digital giving options because not everyone comes with cash or check, and it's just the generation and the world that we live in. If you go to spirit.church slash give, or if you go to our Spirit Church app, there's an icon that's a heart, and it takes you to our giving link right there. The first drop-down on that link says tithe and offering, and the second one says the word convoy. And if you're writing a check, you can just write the word convoy in the memo line. Obviously, we'll, we accept cash. If you want to give online, you just make sure it's designated to that convoy fund. And everything that you give will go directly to Convoy of Hope. It will get directly to the people who need it the most, the people that Pastor Brad is talking about today. I can't think of a more worthwhile investment that we can sow into as a church family. We already do every month. But today's just a special day, and we wanted to connect what happened yesterday with the work that Convoy does every single day to show you how we can be a part. 
Ushers, if you go ahead and make your way to the front as you're finishing writing that check or maybe accessing online and getting that set up or pulling out that cash, let's bow our heads before the Lord and let's pray before we receive this offering. Father, thank you that you first loved us. And the men and women who serve at Convoy of Hope and the ministry that is done is done out of hearts that have been impacted by the love of the Savior. I pray, Jesus, that as we give today, you would do exactly what Pastor Brad said you would do. You would do exactly what your word says that you would do. You would multiply what we give. We do what we can, and you will do that which we cannot. And we thank you and praise you because you're faithful to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Steve, could I give first, please? Thank you so much. In just a moment, these buckets are going to pass by you. Reed's going to come back, and we're going to sing that song we've been singing this morning, Blessed Assurance. After you've had a chance to give, would you stand and would you join us in singing this morning? Thank you, Lord. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of His Spirit, washed in Let's lift it up all across this house. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. so kind as to bow your head one more time. Everything that Convoy of Hope does is prompted by the love of Jesus. And today that love is available to each and every one of us in this room. And if you've never had an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, if you've never confessed Him as Savior and Lord, you've never received Him into your heart and your life, or maybe you have at some point, but you've walked away from the Lord, and today you need to recommit and rededicate yourself to him on Jesus's behalf I'd like to make that offer to you it's not my offer it's his I didn't die on the cross but he did that we might have freedom and eternal life in him so today I won't embarrass you in any way we're simply going to pray for you we're going to pray with you but if you'd like to say yes to Jesus would you just slip up a hand and say yes pray, pray for me include me in that prayer if you're watching online would you put the word yes in your chat box and just let us know that you're saying yes to Jesus. Thank you. I've seen hands go up in this room this morning. Thank you for your courage. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Those of you that have lifted a hand, you're saying, I believe. 
But now there's that moment where we confess him as Savior and Lord. So together, all of us are going to pray this prayer of confession. Would you join me? Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I'm sorry that I have sinned and lived a life that was not pleasing to you. Today, I receive you as my Savior and Lord. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and help me to live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we thank God? That's what he's done. He's done a good work today. Amen. Can we also take a second and thank Pastor Brad for his message this morning? Appreciate his heart so much. Robin and I love you very much. Pastor Daniel's going to come to benedict you. God, God bless you. Man, God is doing some amazing things in and through this community. Amen. I'm so honored to be a part of just this little micro area of the world where we get to impact for God's kingdom. Just a few things before we go today. One, there's not going to be an 8 a.m. service for the rest of the summer, and so we're going back to 9.30 and 11. So make sure you come and you tune in every single week at 9.30 and 11 a.m. each week. In addition to that, we are going to have a greeters meeting next Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m. If you've ever wanted to be a greeter or you are currently a greeter, this is the meeting for you. We would love to come and just have you hear a little bit more about our heart and why we do what we do in the area of greeting. A few more things. Hang with me. I promise I'm almost over, okay? Two next generation announcements. Coming up, we have our Bring Your Parent to Youth Night next Sunday night. If you're a parent that has a student 6th through 12th grade, this is going to be an amazing time where you can come and experience what we are doing with your students on a weekly basis. That way you know that it's not just Daniel making people drink Coke out of a sock that's not theirs. I'm just kidding. We don't do that. Don't freak out. I, I did do that one time as a student, and I won. I just want to throw that out there. But it's a place where we are investing in the next generation and sowing seeds that will grow and impact the world around them. Investing in people that will see times and places that we never will. And finally, tonight, we have an opportunity to continue in this heart of giving for our students where we are encouraging them to come prepared to give to Speed the Light. Speed the Light is our missions organization in the Next Generation Department where we give and we enable missionaries to have vehicles and things that they can use to go and reach the least, the last, and the lost of this world. It's going to be awesome. We have a guest missionary coming to tell stories and speak and spark a passion for missions in the heart of our next generation. Your kids do not want to miss this event tonight from 5.30 to 7.30. We want them to be there. But as we leave, I want to pray a prayer of blessing over us all. If you'll raise your hands towards heaven. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go with God this week.